I might make some waves with today's tip, you're going to either have to abandon all of your strong-held beliefs <laughs> or you're going to think I'm a genius um, or maybe just a mad genius. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but today I'm going to give an unexpected tip, unexpected organizing tip for folks with ADHD brains that, and I'm giving this tip for reasons that you would not expect. <laughs> if that's enough of a teaser, listen on and we'll jump into it right after my intro. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, <laughs> and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Welcome to episode 41, and I am calling this the unexpected organizing tip for ADHD brains. I am not doing a little jolt of joy today, even though I have one in mind, because I don't know, this tip is right in my mind, and I just sat down to record an episode about it. So it's not in the flow of how I've been doing things, but hey, welcome to Joy Loving Home, the podcast. Welcome to the jumping around of my brain in I know you're here for it, so I'm glad you're joining me. Uh, today, let's get into it. This tip, and please don't stop the recording right after you hear this because I'm going to be so controversial right now, but I really think you should consider hiring a cleaning person. It's not because I think you need help cleaning your house, <laughs> so I'm going to jump in right there. Hear me out. I am not a financial advisor vice person. You're listening to the wrong podcast if you're looking for budget tips. Listen to somebody else for that. But if, let's get that excuse immediately out of the way. If you think you can afford one, but have not been using one because your house is so cluttered and there's no way that you're going to pay somebody to clean something that they can't get to, then I am here to tell you that is the exact reason why you need to hire them. <laughs> and I know that sounds completely counterintuitive, but let me break it down. And then at the end of this, if you're like, okay, maybe she has a point, then consider it. If you don't ever follow this tip, I, no worries. I totally respect that. So let me start by saying I have been a mom with a home for, gosh, uh, <laughs> 22 years. We have lived in multiple different houses and across those 22 years I have only given myself the gift of a cleaning person 
a few different times. I tried it twice after baby three and baby four were born as like somebody wanted to give me a gift or whatever. And I did, I don't know, maybe two months worth each time. I hated it and it didn't feel helpful. It was completely the wrong fit. And so I abandoned it. Then my last house I had when I lived in Charlotte, I finally decided to give it a try again because I had a friend who had a person that was just a solo cleaner. It was just her. She would just come by herself every time. She would sing her praises, just how wonderful she was. So I thought, you know what? Let me, let me try that. (laughs) Just see. And I developed a relationship with this lady and it ended up working out beautifully. And I don't know how many years I used her, a few before we moved. Then we moved here five and a half years ago, and I did not have anyone here for the first five years. And then recently, I decided to stick my toe in the water again when I started the podcast, actually, because I knew I was not doing all the things well, and I knew where the frustration points were coming within my family. I was like, let me just see if this could make a difference in sort of dampening some of those frustration spots. I'm happy with it again. And so this is why I want you to consider it. And this is a very special way that I want you to go about it if you choose choose to stick your toe in, in having a cleaning person. There are some surprising benefits about hiring a cleaning person that have nothing to do with a clean house. And the first one of those for f- folks like us is accountability. It is very hard to manufacture accountability like it always annoys me one of the biggest tips of productivity people is put it on the calendar and then it will get done I laugh so hard when I hear that one how many of you have put things on a calendar and still won't do them I I don't know who they think is checking that calendar you're only beholden to yourself in that situation and if you're not going to do it for yourself not written down you're not going to do it for yourself written down (laughs) that may need to be a whole podcast on its own but anyway If you actually have a person from outside of your life who is coming into your home, there is an immediate accountability. You cannot cancel on them. I mean, they may have some flexibility of schedule, but they're coming. This is happening. You can't keep bumping it it because it's something you wrote down for yourself. That is a huge amount of accountability. And I don't care how neat and organized you are or how messy you are there is a certain there are a certain number of things that you will go through before the cleaning person arrives because their job is not to clear clutter to get to the spots that you want to clean their job is to clean and I see those as two very distinct things I know when I first started getting some help and my husband's like why are you cleaning for the cleaning lady and I'm like I'm not cleaning for the cleaning lady I am removing the obstacles (laughs) from the cleaning lady's path so that she is can clean because decluttering is not cleaning organizing is not cleaning cleaning is actually making something more sanitary I guess for lack of a better way to say it in order for them to do their job You have to make way for the things that actually need cleaned. She can't vacuum and mop a floor with a bunch of stuff on it. She can't scrub a kitchen sink full of dishes. 
and it's not her job to clean your dishes. So you're cleaning the dishes out of the way so that she can scrub that sink. You are getting the stuff off of your counter so she can clean the counter. And I know then the second little barrier of excuses is, well, if I'm going that far to get everything out of her way, why don't I just clean it? Because guys, you'll be exhausted by the time you get that stuff out of the way and you won't get that stuff out of the way for yourself. You just, you're not you're not. So get it out of the way for somebody else and let them come through and do the part that when you're done, it feels so, I mean, when she walks out of there, it feels amazing. Secondly, and I don't know about you, but with a busy household, lots of things going on for kids, even if you have two or one or none, a dog, if you have outside job, you are not getting your whole house clean in one fail swoop ever. This amazing little Jedi magic that she does and all of a sudden you're you know she walks away and you look around your house you're like oh my goodness somehow she managed to dust and vacuum and scrub all in the same day <laughs> and you can just sit in that magic I mean it's phenomenal there's there's that so bonus number one she provides accountability for you bonus number two there is a regular deadline that has to be met even if she cleans and that one day it's magical and then the next day it looks like a bomb blew up, you know it's never going to go more than every two weeks or more than once a month before you have this sort of reset, right? So this deadline that keeps coming up and keeps coming up and is there is huge. So you have an accountability of there's this outside person. It's not just you. You have this accountability of there's a deadline that is going to be meet going to be met on enough of a regular clip that you're going to start to notice, gosh, this feels good. This isn't a one-time thing. This is a one-time every two weeks, or this is a one-time once a month. This is something that I actually can look forward to because I need the accountability to do this reset once a month. And I know it's never going to get worse than a month's worth of clutter. It's never going to get worse than every two weeks worth of clutter. And that's a huge game changer. Number three, embarrassment in this case is actually a good thing. <laughs> yes, you will be humbled by this experience. Yes, you have to get vulnerable to allow someone in. You're going to feel judged. You are. I, I don't care how lovely your person is. Even if they're not judging you, you will manufacture their judginess in your head. Just know it's going to happen. <laughs> But if you don't ever allow yourself to get this vulnerability and to get this embarrassment and to get this feeling of being judged, you won't ever move forward. You're stuck. So let's get you unstuck. If you pick the right person, and I'm going to give you tips on how to find this right person, you're going to feel a little bit more okay about it each time. But you're going to still be just enough embarrassed each time that you're going to want her to see progress. And because you're going to want her to see progress, you're going to challenge yourself to make progress. And I know that seems so stupid that you've got to get it from somewhere outside of yourself. But guys, I'm telling you, you, you actually need it. You need that. And I know if you're sitting here and going, Drew, this is so not me, then this isn't for you. And that's okay. If this is resonating with you and I am pushing a bunch of buttons and you can afford it, then I want you to actually challenge yourself to try this. If this doesn't describe you in any way, shape, or form, then this it's okay. This particular podcast was not for you and that's okay. 
final little surprising bit of benefit that comes with having a cleaning person is time. (laughs) What's funny about that is the time comes not in the way that you expected. What happens is you've run yourself a little bit ragged trying to prepare for them. You're going to work while they're actually there because you kind of want to be around. So you're you know, working on something and there's an accountability that's associated with them being there for you to do some stuff that you wouldn't have done if there wasn't an extra body in the house. It kind of relates to that body doubling that's so helpful for ADHD brains. Just knowing they're there working and you wanting to feel like you're working too allows you to get more work done. So it doubles the time because A, you're your house is getting cleaner, but at the same time, you're getting something done that you would not have done otherwise. So it's like, it doubles the time. It's so weird that way. And then the next day, when you wake up to a house that is way better than you were anticipating, you suddenly feel like you have this other added time because even if you weren't going to clean that day, you carry around this heaviness of knowing you should be cleaning interrupts your ability to get other things done I guess is the best way to say it and I know I know if you're feeling this episode you get exactly what I'm talking about I will leave that to you because I know you understand where I'm saying there the next most important part just as a recap the surprising benefits are there's an accountability there's a deadline there's the positive side of embarrassment and there's this sort of Jedi magic doubling of your time here's where I want you to be careful And forgive me if you're a house cleaner listening to this and you're like, I don't think she knows what she's talking about. But this, if you find the right person, you guys, I know this could be magic. The lessons I learned not to do, do not hire a major brand name company that just sends teams in that are different every time. You cannot handle new waves of embarrassment of different people every time making new judgments, asking new questions, feeling like you have this sort of revolving door of weird strangers coming through your house. That is not helpful. Mm -mm. Immediately, I want you to eliminate unless you know there's like this super highly recommended company in your area and you call them and you find out that they send the exact same team every time. I prefer there not even to be a team. I prefer there to be one person, max one person who is like your person you talk to and like their helper. That is as much as you need to handle. I'm speaking from experience. So when I'm saying you here, I'm saying me. (laughs) I just think it's the best way to go. So that's number one. Number two, consider finding somebody that's new and just starting because one, they're anxious to get some clients. Two, they have less expectations, I guess, of what it's like. Three, you're not wasting their time because I want you to go about this in a really unique way. And if you are a cleaning person and you want to write into me and give me, you know, message me and say, Joy, here's some fallacies. I'll come back and I'll do a follow-up. But this is the way I want you to approach it. And I really think you can find the right person here. You're not wanting to waste their time either. And I want to respect their time. They have a job and a business. And so there's a very careful sort of dance that you need to go through here. And that's why I think a newer startup person is a great option. One reason is because your 
typical cleaner is going to give you a quote for what the whole house would be like to clean. And they're going to want to hire, they're going to want to be hired by people who want their whole house cleaned. And yet that isn't you yet. Okay. What I want you to do is go ahead and let them quote what the whole house would be if you had it all pulled together. Some of them will give you a quote over the phone based on just square footage, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, etc. Some will want to walk through and see it. And that's okay, whichever makes the most sense there. But two, I then want you to ask, well, what would it be if you only cleaned my main floor? That just entails the kitchen, maybe a powder room, maybe a full bath, depending on if you have like a bedroom on the main floor, just to get yourself started, the quote for the main floor. Then, and this is why a brand new person might negotiate with you here, to say, okay, well, what would you charge me if all I ever had you do was come in and clean the kitchen and the powder room? Let them tell you that price. And see if they're willing to let you hire them to do just that. On the very first visit, when you're getting panicky and you're having that, I got to get stuff ready for them. All you're setting up for them. And when I say setting up, that means clearing enough of the clutter for them to actually clean is your kitchen and your powder room. You pay them that price. But in order for them to be willing and wanting to take you on, Tell them that you will increase your price by X number of dollars every visit until you get to that main floor price, whether you have it ready for them or not. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is because if you know the price is going to go up because next time they're supposed to clean the kitchen, the powder room, and the living room space, then you're going to be like, well, I'm already paying it either way. I got to get it ready. It holds you to an accountability. Then the other safeguard I want you to put into place for yourself is I don't know if they're going to make you, most of them are not going to make you sign a contract to stay X number of months with them. But if you say to them, I'm going to guarantee you I'm staying with you for three months, I will pay you you know, your cost for kitchen and bathroom the first visit and even the second visit if you want to give yourself a buffer. And then on month two, I'll increase the price you know, half of that distance of whatever the main floor would cost. I hope I'm making sense. And then you say maybe in that stretch of time, you also clean the living room then, or the family room, whatever you're calling it. And then on month three, you'll pay the cost of what the whole main floor is. Your goal is to have them clean that whole main floor, which might also be adding in your case, a dining room or an office that even if all they do is go in and try and dust. What you're setting yourself up for is A, you'll get in a relationship with a person, which is good because it takes at least the embarrassment down an edge. Two, because they might be a startup person, they're willing to take you on and see that I'm only doing X number of work for X number of dollars that seems fair, but I'm building here and I know I've got her for three months and I'm going to come every other week for three months. I'm going to keep building the amount of space I'm cleaning in that stretch. If she isn't ready, I'm still getting my money. So from her perspective, that is worth her time and her effort to get you to that point. That will really challenge you to raise the bar every time and to keep getting things set. Two things that can still go wrong here. (laughs) You're going to want to call and cancel sometimes. You're going to want, don't, like challenge yourself to not you know, that you've promised this is another human with a business. You need to respect her and her time and you need to respect yourself and your time. Secondly, you might start 
as Dana K. White from A Slob Comes Clean says, you might start just stuff shifting. And by stuff shifting, that means you know she's going to be there in an hour and you start piling things into laundry baskets and running them into a different room. (laughs) And I know you're like, that just sounds miserable, Joy. Why would I set myself up for that? couple things because when she still is coming and she still walks away, your house in the spots where you shifted the stuff from is going to feel good and you're going to start training your brain to see, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I actually was doing this for real? Wouldn't be this be nice? Sometimes you need to jog yourself and your brain into understanding this is possible. This is possible in my house. This is possible for it to look like this. And gosh, it does feel good when it's clean and when there's less stuff in it, which is going to motivate you to declutter. Two, even if you stuff shifted while she is there cleaning your kitchen and your powder room, if you threw everything from that into laundry baskets and drug it into the living room because she isn't doing the living room while she's there, actually work on that pile. Because then, even if you stuff shifted, you start going through that stuff. And even if you bring half of it back, once she walks away, it's still half of what it was. Again, back to my, you know, you might take three steps forward and two steps back. But guess what, guys? You're one step forward each time. And at the end of those three months, take a breath and evaluate. If you're like, gosh, Joy actually made some sense. I've made some progress in this amount of time. Then see if you want to re-up for another three months. If you're like, okay, that was a miserable experiment. (laughs) Feel free to write me a hate letter and tell me why, but at least I'll learn from it. Maybe I'll do a follow-up podcast on the pros and and the cons and what I missed out on. Because I've done all of the things I'm talking about, you guys. I have stuff shifted. I have scrambled. I have done all the things. And yet at the end of the three months... I've re-upped for three more and at the end of the six, I'm like six months in right now and I'm grateful for every time right now because at the, I mean, when I sit down on that evening and I look around those common spaces that feel good, it's nice. It's nice. So consider it, consider it. Now, the other little bonus tip that I want to give you is on the day that the cleaning happens, just allow yourself to pick something up. It could be something super cheap, guys. It can be a drive through McDonald's. But pick up dinner that night, throw it all away when the night is over, and kind of just reset what the kitchen looked like. Because I want you sitting there that evening in front of the TV or scrolling on your tablet or all the things you're not supposed to be doing, whatever. And <laughs> I want you to be able to look up and look at that kitchen and just love how that feels. You get one night where the kitchen stayed good. Because if you try to fix a big dinner that night, because you already spent this money and now you want to save it, and you don't get the kitchen cleaned back up, there is nothing more defeating and deflating. And you're going to feel like it was all for naught because it just blows up within the day, within an hour. I want you to have that night to go to bed with it still feeling good and wake up that morning and like smile at how awesome that kitchen looks. I just, it's worth it guys. So do do me that favor. If it's once every two weeks, you have, this is the day that cleaning happens and this is the day I drive through McDonald's. So be it. That's what you're going to do because you're going to build from this feeling. And I'm telling you, it will 
benefit. The second thing I want to tell you, and this is a big tip, is create a contest with yourself. If you're doing it every two weeks or if you're doing it once every 30 days, create a challenge within yourself. How many days in a row can I keep this looking nice before I go to bed? It might be two nights. It might be three nights. It might be five nights. But each time you try to beat your challenge and each time they come, it's sort of this magical way to like reset with yourself and to challenge yourself. How long can I keep up the space that got done right? Like that I pulled all the clutter out of and it's clean. And now a clean space is easier to maintain than trying to maintain in little bits and pieces. There's science there, I'm sure. (laughs) I just don't know what it is to tell you. But it is the reality of when somebody gets you set to perfection, it's not going to stay at perfection. You're going to live your life there. But it is easier to challenge yourself to keep it from blowing up a few extra days longer than it would if you're just doing things in bits and pieces and chunks here and there. That was a lot to think about. <laughs> You're either going to, I mean, I'm going to put a post in my Facebook group, guys, way in. Maybe I'll do it as a poll. I'll do it as a poll. Do you think this was a brilliant idea or do you think this was just crazy and not possible in your world? I'm just curious. Tell me what you think. I want to hear all the details. <laughs> So if you're not in my group and you want to join, it's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. Would love to have you there. Just to let you know, I am spending this weekend trying to figure out how to do these contest winners. Guys, I say stuff on this podcast as a way to help myself accountable. It's it, And then I feel bad when I fall through. I'm more often than not, it holds me accountable, but this is one of those ones that I've like, I've dropped the ball. I have. I'm just going to call it a rubber ball and not a glass ball and we're going to be okay because I am giving these away. So that is one of my goals this weekend. And my other goal is to conquer the kitchen to clutter. And so if you're in the Facebook group, I don't know when, but I am going to pop on there with details on what's happening in my kitchen to clutter and try and invite you along on this ride. I because I don't know what I'm doing yet, I don't want to set you up for expectations that I cannot meet. I'm going to start with my pantry. I am at the very least going to pop on and show you the before. I'm going to talk to you about how I'm doing it. And then I'm going to show you some afters and stages. I had someone reach out to me about like, hey, what's the podcast I can listen to where it tells me how to tackle a space? I don't know that I've done that, guys. I was trying to think for her. And so I want to, the next few podcasts are I'm going to call the back to basics and I'm going to walk you through exactly how I tackle a space. So I'm going to use this weekend and this pantry declutter organization to show you the five steps I use in every job I do when I go to any client's house. I'm going to treat myself like the client and I'm going to take you with me on the journey. So if you're not in part of the podcast or the podcast community, if you're not in my Facebook group and you wanted to see that over the weekend, hurry up, join. Uh, Today is Wednesday when I'm going to post this and you've got some time to get in there before the weekend when I do my pantry declutter and I walk you through these steps. I'm going to use me as the client. I'm going to bring you on the ride. Yeah, I hope you're there. So until next time, continue to choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here. 
next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me, and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts, and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy. I just finished editing, and so I'm adding this to the end. I have no idea if any of you will listen to it. (laughs) I had to laugh at myself because, you guys, the number of times that I will tell you two things. A, and then I'll talk about it, and then I'll go two, and then I'll talk about it. It would be a hilarious language arts exercise to try and outline my podcasts after the fact. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would be so scared to look at what that outline looks like. That is how you guys know this is not a scripted show. Anyway, continue to have a great day and continue to choose joy.